Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen. With me today is Debbie G of Spirituality Gone Wild. This is your daily dose of happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And we're so happy that Debbie could join us at all today because the lady, as usual, is out on the road and she's actually pulled over to the side of the road so she can do the show. I mean, how dedicated is that? That is so cool. Unfortunately, yeah. our friend Neo is he's, he's dealing with a, a last minute family drop in at their new home. So he had to bow out today. But Debbie, the trooper that she is, found a way to connect and make this show happen. So thank you very much, Debbie. I appreciate oh, it. I- I love being here. It is so exciting. And when you, but you know, this is actually a really good moment to talk about when you really want something or you really aspire to do something, Mm. you will make it happen no matter what. And anybody that has a reason, like if I say, oh, I can't do it or whatever, it's usually because I I haven't attempted to, you know, today took the, the powers to be like a couple of them, but you know, (laughs) but they, they came through. They came through. So that's the main thing, really, when you come down they, to it. They totally came through. So how are you doing this week, Walt? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I want to say hello to, to Jeffrey and to JB, both checking in on the live stream. Hey, guys. How you doing? Glad you could join us today. Um, I, I was actually – I shared a link with you last night. You probably – because you're on the road, you probably haven't had a chance to look at it. But it was a really cool movie that my wife found on Netflix. Yeah. I mean, Tell and, me all about that. And as I'm watching, I'm thinking, this is the same subject Debbie G was telling us about over the last couple of weeks. Like, okay, well, law of attraction is at work once again. Here we are getting more information along the same subject. This one kind of took it even deeper than what you were talking about when, when you were talking about on the show here. Uh, first of all, I highly recommend the film. Anybody who has Netflix, look for a film called Fantastic Fun Guy. It is, well, first of all, the, the photography is breathtaking and the CGI is incredible. Really, okay. really, really cool. Very cool stuff. That just starts it. That's like the icing on top. The meat of the thing is that they are, they basically did a film where they went into a variety of aspects of how fungi, mushrooms, and so forth play a major role in our lives that we don't even know it plays. Are you serious right now? I am dead serious and has been doing so longer than any other animal or vegetable form on planet Earth. Oh, my gosh. This is so exciting. Two and a half billion years. Fungi goes back two and a half billion years. According to this film, two and a half billion years. I mean, it makes the rest of us look sick. (laughs) Oh, my God. So is it fungi like it's like... Fun guy, like G.I., fun, right. fungus, fungi. Uh, fungus, exactly. It's the short, fungus, it's the, uh, not the, fun the plural guy, of fungus. like a guy that's fun. No, 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 no. Great movie, too, I'm fun, sure. But well, sure, yeah, really. absolutely. But no, yeah. no, no, it's, you know, it's, it's F-U-N-G-I. You're right. It's it's the plural of fungus. And I, I was never a fan of fungus until I saw this film. But I'm, a this fan, film I'm a fan of fungus. So, yeah. I, yeah, I know I you are. Yeah. yeah. But this will make you even more of a fan. It it is a remarkable film. One of the things that was really remarkable, and there's like a whole list. I can't possibly go through them all here on the show. There are just too many of them. Seriously, I'm not exaggerating when I say that. There are just too many of them. But one of the really cool things in the film is that they explain to us how fungi are, are able to do things like clean oil spills. What? I'm not kidding you. Yeah. 
Fungi can clean and oil spills. They can okay, clean I, I got... oil spills. Yeah. How? It's because of the way they well, it's because are. it's a sponge. Because it's a sponge, so it soaks it up. Or it's actually able to convert hydrocarbons into whatever it is it converts stuff into. And in a sense, you can make sense of it because fungi are what decompose dead tissue. Well, we're basically variations on hydrocarbon too. We're carbon-based forms. You know, yeah. so it's not all that different. But when you watch it at work, and they they make some incredible slow slow mo video to show you, and, and stop action video. The stop action is the really cool part because that way they can show you over time what happens as the fungi works on something. It just blows your mind, and it also, first of all, it makes me feel a whole lot better about stuff that people have been trying to scare us about for years. Like, yeah, what, what's what's the the big thing um, about? Um, being green and and all that kind of stuff. We're going to destroy the planet. Well, not if the fungi have anything to do with it. Let me tell you, those guys have our backs. They really so do. I, I haven't seen this yet, but I got to agree with that. And the whole idea that we're going to destroy our planet is actually freaking hilarious. Because if our planet hasn't taken care of itself up to this point, it's almost like getting in a relationship with somebody and thinking you're going to take over helping them live because they need you. Like they haven't right. lived that many. They haven't lived for that many years without you yet. Now, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I, only because I kind of remember being that way. Like, oh, yeah, you need me to do this. You could, you had, you didn't make it all those years yet by yourself. So, you Absolutely. know, I was thinking, yeah, and I'm pretty sure the earth's been around way longer than I have. Well, maybe not. Maybe not my spirit and soul. Hey, you never know. Well, yeah. But I love but, that I mean, idea. But in the physical form, certainly, yeah. Um, and, and I'll, I'll even make a little joke about it. The idea that the earth is going to be destroyed by humans is kind of laughable because the only way that I know of that you can destroy a planet is with a death star. And I'm pretty sure that they took out the last, uh, bunch of death stars, death stars in the last Star Wars when Emperor Pal Palpatine was eliminated. So I don't think there are any death stars left <laughs> to take out planet earth. I could be wrong about this. The death star <laughs> has been destroyed. You shall come here and destroy the earth, death star. But short of breaking the planet up, I mean, you can't destroy the planet. You might eliminate human life on the planet. That's, that's certainly a possibility. But the idea that you're going to destroy the planet is rather absurd, actually, when you think about it. Um, but that's like the super extreme case that what we're really talking about here with fungi, with mushrooms, essentially mushroom networks. My God, do they create networks? Were you aware of that? Huge, Whoa. huge Whoa. networks. Oh my God. Under the, under the soil. Well, you know what the they ground. do to our brain, right? They create networks everywhere. They create networks in our brain. They commit. I did not know this. Okay. So keep telling me about the network because I want y'all to think about the fact that what he's describing is what they do to our brain. So listen. Well, it, it goes way beyond that. It literally, and, and this is where the CGI is so cool because they use the CGI to show you how it grows underground and how it grows between structures and all this kind of stuff. And you get these little tentacles growing around things and so forth. Just, it's really cool to watch, but essentially the entire earth is in one sense, one great big fungus organism. Yeah. The whole thing. We're just, Joe Rogan said that in his 2006 stand up. He said, essentially, we are a giant moldy sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's truth to that. There just is truth one to that. big moldy sandwich. <laughs> all we are. And I'm like, I thought that was the funniest thing I'd ever heard. You're on point there, Walt. 
No kidding. Well, uh, by the way, a couple other comments came in. Lee's asking, what's it called? The film is called Fantastic Fungi, F-U-N-G-I. It's on Netflix. If you're a Netflix subscriber, just do a search for it. You'll find it. It just pops right up, and it's a really cool film. And Kristen's also checking in. Hello. Thanks for checking in, Kristen. Um, Kelly also, oh, message from Kelly Bird. She says, I am so happy and grateful. Today is my 13-year mark from breast cancer, and they gave me five years. They just don't know. How about that? I love so that. Cool. So cool. That's really great. Congratulations, Kelly. Interestingly enough, they, they focus in this film on a guy who was a stutterer growing up. I can't remember what his name is, Paul something. Um, uh-huh. And he is the focus because he has done a lot of work um, as an amateur to uncover a lot of this information that they're covering in the film. And that researchers, major uh, scientific researchers, have picked up on his work and are starting to carry it on to further and further extents. Um, but to the stories that he told, the first one, he was a stutterer when he was growing up. And he actually had uh, an experience with psilocybin mushrooms as, as an experiment. He was trying to learn how this stuff worked. And one of the outcomes of that is that it eliminated his stutter. I believe this. And that was pretty amazing. And then later on, wow. toward the end, toward the end of the show, he talks about how his mom called him one day. She was in her eighties. She calls him up and tells him that she has stage four breast cancer. But that she had also had a recommendation from her doctor that she try out this experimental study that was being done with mushrooms. She says, "Well, my son works with mushrooms," so she got in touch with her son and also got involved in the study. It eliminated her cancer. One hundred percent removed it from the body. Yep. And the, the, these are just too. these are just little tidbits of it. This is like a, a small piece, a, a small chunk that I'm describing here of a much larger show. I can't even begin to describe all the information that was in this. I mean, Louise was watching it with me. It was the second time she was watching it, and Steve was, she was still having trouble keeping up with all the information. There is I, this thing is just oh, wow. packed. Just well, I, I, so I'm curious, what what is what was Louise's take on this? Because she's a psychologist, she's a psychotherapist. Well, her take was, you got to see this film. <laughs> that was her take. <laughs> I imagine so, but I yeah. mean, it's like this is this is groundbreaking for people who have suffered with mental illness. This is groundbreaking for people who have suffered with PTSD. This is groundbreaking for everybody, actually. And by the way, they you mentioned know, PTSD in the film. They, oh. they mentioned they mentioned the work being done with wow. PTSD. It was one of the many things that they touched upon. Yeah, yeah. What was Just, the what was the most fascinating to you besides the fact that it's it's showing you how that networks, which makes sense now why it networks in our brain with our neural pathways. Well, but what else? There, there were a number of things. One of the things that really caught my attention is that the attitudes of the people who are investigating this stuff are very much in alignment with what you and I would call Taya belief practices. Okay. No fear, right. no fear of death anymore. Looking at it from the faraway perspective. Just yeah. you know, th- that whole appreciation of stuff that other people don't appreciate. It, 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 it's almost like they were reading the Taya playbook, which was no really kidding. interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I know the reason for that, actually, Well, What's that? Because both are from source. Oh, well, that's true. Yes. Yeah, and, and, and that, so it explains why it explains that, you know, I, I, I'm loving this. So that's a deep, that's a deep, uh, I'm, I'm in shock right now. I'm almost speechless. Like we have a movie out there that's, 
it's time. It's time for people to be able to start living again. And I'm really excited about what this means to everybody. Let's talk about where were you at in Taya speaking to Taya? I'm about halfway through. I, I'm, I'm stuck currently on module eight, which is actually one of the nicest modules, but I've been stuck for a couple of reasons, mostly because of work related reasons. So I'm trying to get back to it this weekend. But, uh, yeah, I had, uh, I've been documenting here on the show the last week what my experiences were leading into module eight and leading into that trip that I was taking last weekend with uh, Louise, which got truncated by a day because of a crash and burn that I went through the day before we wanted to leave. So yeah, it, it's been, it's been quite the polarity experience the last week. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you had some polarity. I had just, some polarity. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Oh, just a little bit. Of yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, so Ugh. this is just what we got a new moon in Leo. The energies are flying right now. It is Lionsgate. It is leading up to 8-8. This is just a time where all the stuff, if there's some stuff, it's all being brought up and brought up and brought up in order to clear because the new moon energy is bringing, is bringing in the newness and the things of progression for all of us. And this movie mm. that you've been talking about is a thing of progression. Mm-hmm. And so, so it really doesn't matter the, the reason behind the fact that we have had down DTSs, you know, down the spiral we go. We, it, it's like going down a, it's like going down the slide. You know, you know, it's well, fun. It, it's going to end, but sometimes in, it's a little in bit. In this scary. case, it wasn't a slide. This case was more like an airplane going head first, nose first into the ground. It wasn't so much of a slide this time. This was, this Uh-oh. was painful. And I'm not, I'm not uh, making this metaphorical. I mean, it was physically painful. Oh, you actually hurt. were hurt. I, I wasn't injured. I was, you might classify it as, as very sick. I was okay. very sick. Yeah. And I, I I'm, I'm refusing to go into that. the details because it was, it was pretty disgusting. You don't want to know the details. Just I'm sorry me. you were so sick. I'm glad you're better. I, I'm glad I got better. Yeah. That was it. And I got better soon enough that we could actually finish off the rest of the vacation. So we only lost one day of vacation because of it. So, so that was the good news that came out of it. That plus I'm pretty sure that it was all energetic. I mean, it, when I was in the midst of it, when I was in, in feeling the worst pain and, and being the most scared and so forth, there was a piece, large piece of me that was saying, this is all energy. This is all energy going on here. This is not something physical that you've been building up for a long time. This is just pure energy. And I reached out to Stacy, coach of the, uh, the Thai boot camp, and uh, she kind of confirmed the same idea. And I reached out to Rita Giganti and Dean McMurray, who have been co-hosts here, who are psychics. And they basically said the same thing. Yep, this is all old energy going on here. I mean, everybody was in agreement. This was very old energy that needed to be released and finally got released. So all's well that ends well in that sense. No I, 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 love, well, I love that. Oops, your, your, your sound just went funky. It's, it's, like, it's, funky. it's like you're, you're talking into a tin can right now all of a sudden. It's like, did your connection on the phone go funny or something? Oh, it should be okay. Oh, there you, you go. There, that you that just okay? changed it. But whenever you touch something on the phone, whatever that did, that did it. You're, you're good now. Okay, good, good. Um, okay, well, I'm glad that you're better, but you know, yes, absolutely, I agree with that. Um, one of the things that happens when you do, like, I mean, I haven't done ayahuasca or iboga or any of those, but one of the things I hear is that you purge, you purge out, and, and that comes out both ends, open ends of your body, mm. you know, and maybe some things yeah. you didn't know you had. <laughs> yes, <that's true>. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm thinking that it's well, more it- probable. 
Yeah. It's nice to know that I, there was a name for what I went through. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, oh. it was a purge. The purge yeah, that Oh, out. boy, oh, boy, it was. It really was. Yes. Well, but, uh, but that's beautiful, right? Only after the fact. Only out. Well, yeah, right. Oh no. During it, no way. <laughs> I, I got, I got you on that one, and I do get it because energetically, this has been a very eye-opening opportunity the last few days to see. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, remember anything we recognize in someone else, we got to look ourselves and go, "Hey, what's up? Where, why am I seeing this? And where is this yeah. coming from?" And what am I, what am I creating here or co-creating? By the Boy, way, it's not, just I... us, not just us, Kelly Bird's saying the people around me in their thirties are having all kinds of things coming up. So yeah, this, this is happening with a lot of people right now. Yeah, Kelly, I agree. Mm-hmm. This is, oh yeah, this is, a, this is the collective and this is the time for us to, be, to really reach out to each other. To, to lift each other up and to, to honestly hold each other, um, with our love, but also with our accountability. And that's a really important thing. You know, we're sweeping it under the rug. If it's a thing, it's a thing. And to mm-hmm. deal with that thing directly. It was a conversation I was actually having on the way from uh, Prescott, Arizona, where I woke up this morning to where I'm at now, which is in Quartzsite, uh, almost to California. Having this conversation about you know, this this thing that transpired is really not sitting well with me. And I really, I can't even respond to it yet until I really sit with it and understand why, what's coming up for me. Have you ever gotten a text and you've been like, mm, and it pissed you off? And you're like, what mm-hmm. the? I didn't yeah. say it, Walt. I didn't even do it. I, was, I, was I like, appreciate so that, by the way. I, I love that. Yeah, right? Yeah. So I, I was sitting there, you know. Why am I angry? See, so we practice this mm-hmm. wonderful thing called Taya. It's called Trust Your Abundance, the stream of david.com. And this re- the reason we practice this is so when things like this come up, we know what to do. I had to realize, so I'm still sitting with it. I'm still marinating in it. Why did this? Anger is good to me because that means that, well, it's better than depression. At least I'm feeling something. And yeah. I, I know I can go up my spiral, but I really have to look at myself without beating myself up. What is it? What is it? Where and find, find that, that, that beautiful grace that's in there. You know, the, the, the treasure and the trigger. Why is it there? Mm-hmm. And right now with everybody being triggered and all y'all going through your stuff and we all have some form of PTSD, it's really important to take a breath and take a step back. There isn't anything that you need to say to anyone unless it's kind, true, and necessary. And so I haven't answered a text because I can't answer it yet until I can cross all those off. Mm, so I'm, yes. I'm restricting myself. Now, I'm also debating on, because with communication, what should I do? And I'm thinking, well, I should, I'm, it, may, it may be warranted for me to say, I'm just sit with this and I'm marinating it and we'll talk when I'm ready mm-hmm. or whatever. I don't know that I want to ghost anybody. And that's another thing I want to talk about ghosting people just because you get pissed off or you're not happy or mm-hmm. I'm not energetically in alignment. Kiss my ass. You're just a wimp. You don't want to do, you don't want to face your shit. Sorry, but that's the truth. When I don't want to face it, I'm a wimp. Well, and, and it's what true. I'm looking, 
Yeah. And, and yeah, it's, you, it, 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 there are certain circumstances where you do have to end a relationship or at least close it off for a while. But the honorable and grown up way to do it is to say so. Ghosting skips all of that. Yeah. And so I don't want to not answer and ghost somebody, but I also know, I also know that I'm just, I have the choice on how I'm responding. And this is really what I want you all to hear. I could have gotten pissed off and I could have been like, you know, and ripped it, but good, created Mm. more drama, unnecessary conflict without Mm. communication. There is no connection there. There is no love there. There is no anything. It's just straight ego bullshit. Yeah. So what I'm what I'm suggesting here is that we take a step back and I'm just letting you know what I'm doing right now to handle something. And I'm going to promise you all it's hairy. Okay, oh, yeah. Hairy. Oh, it could be. It oh, could be very hairy. Oh, it's hairy. I, I don't, can't even think about it because like I will literally I have not worked past this yet. I'm still working. No, I'm working through, not past through, not past. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And I and I won't share about what the details are. And the reason is, is because I'm not looking for sympathy and I'm not in my victim. I want to know for real, I want to know for real, like what is happening here that I, that, that I am part of, I'm part of this creation. So that means that I'm responsible also for how that that can go. When you have tools, you can do this, but when you don't have tools, you'll do what I used to do. And then that is blurt your big mouth until all of a sudden you're wondering why everybody (laughs) can't stand your ass. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Well, you know, what's funny is like you get to talking to somebody who everybody's a problem and you go, huh, aren't you the center? Aren't you the common denominator in all this? Ooh, that's so annoying when we discover that. (laughs) It really is. Dude, I'm like. I, I, I can't. This person's an asshole. And this person's a thing. And, blah, 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 blah. and I sit back and go, "Oh, I'm yeah. a common denominator in every one of these relationships." Oh yes. Oh, that's yeah, such a wake up moment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I, we're here to help people do the human thing easier, and if if you haven't learned anything, we're still doing it too. So we're we're just. We're not even a step ahead of the game. You're just really, do it with, no. no, just do the shit with us. Don't don't wait till we're done and then you think, oh, okay, now I see how it turned out for them. So I just join on in, you know. I, I got a I got drop in with a couple of uh, comments from the live stream. Doctor Saf Buxy is saying love this Debs and Ellie Steven is saying hello to Devin Walt and Scott Eisman is saying hi Debbie. It's real talk. Lesson, learning lessons in your journey. And then Kelly Bird, she also shared a, a little bit about, uh, she was the one who made the comment earlier about how uh, people in her 30s, so she knew were dealing with all kinds of stuff right now. She said, a young man was saying what a badass he was. I said, I hear a very wounded heart. He opened up and it was awesome. Uh-huh. Like, whoa, very nice. Very, very nice. So, I yeah, love thanks, guys. that. Yeah. I love that. That is yeah. so awesome. Kelly, you're on fire today. What's up? Girl, I love that. And I want to say hey to everybody else who jumped on. And, you know, I want to just give a real quick shout to Dr. Uh, Saf Buxy. You know, uh, I met Saf, I don't know, it was literally over a year ago. And he started mm-hmm. with doing some shows and whatnot. And he's just taken off like wildfire. He's one of the most extraordinary people I've ever met. And as a matter of fact, he had um, he had Dr. Demartini on. Ooh. As his very first guest on Spiritual wow. Gone Wild. 
Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally amazing. And I love and I love this because he's now created this entire beautiful uh, program for those that are needing to step into the world of recovery because what you're doing is no longer working for you. And you know, if it's mm. not working for you, you might want to consider changing it. And yeah. tools tools are the best way to do it. So um, that is what Staff Buxy can offer you. You can find him on Spirituality Gun Wild. You can also look up Dr. Cool. Staff Buxy. You can find him right there. He's really simple, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Hey, very cool. I like that. You know, you also mentioned how uh, we got 8-8 coming up. We also have other stuff coming up that I want to mention. First of all, yeah. you mentioned David Strickle. David's going to be joining us next Tuesday here on the show. Uh, he's going to be uh, questioned thoroughly by two of my newest co-hosts who are both longtime listeners, Debbie G. Or uh, not Debbie G. Sorry. Too many, Deb, too many Gs around here. Janine B. <laughs> and Janine Bridget B. T. So we, got, we, got, we got a lot of uh, last initials going on here, but they're really great ladies. Let me tell you. You know how you and me and Neil create a nice combination? Boy, those ladies create an amazing combination. And they're going to be I, I uh, questioning wait. the stream thoroughly, thoroughly. So that's going to be fun. Plus, Spirituality Golden Wild's got an anniversary coming up. And you we got a special event going on. Tell people about that. I'm so excited. We are doing, we're doing our fourth year this year. And this is going to be, Walt will be here. Staff, Dr. Staff Buxy will be there. Dr. Dr. Joan Hangarter will be there, Joe Herndon, David Strickle, the Taya team, along with a boatload of other people. Jo- Johanna Beekman, she's going to be popping in and nice. playing some music. I love it when Johanna pops in. She's just like so much fun. This is a celebration. We have the psychics from Psychic Choice popping in, which is going to be really cool because wow. they're going to be they're going to be answering some questions. So you're going to get to actually see. Uh, a few people that have never been on spirituality gone for a while before, and a whole lot of people who have been. Anybody and everybody is welcome to join the Zoom. The event page is up. It's the Mystic Adventure Party because it's spirituality gone wild. You never know what's going to go. And you know, that's kind of the cool part. It could be anything. We could be talking about aliens. We could be talking about angels. <laughs> Just don't even know. We could be talking about plant medicine and Sure. What that looks like, you know, which actually we will be because uh, Dr. Jones is going to be talking about the miracle of the plant and 420 Spiritual Living, which is their show. The coolest part is that for four years now, people have been being seen and I've been in school for four years. Period. I, every time I do an interview, every time I sit with somebody, I've sat with you today while learning more, growing more, constantly seeking to grow as a person to be a better me tomorrow. And that's what spirituality gone wild helps bring to the table. The other thing is LA today. Well, you've been doing this a long time. Like this yeah. is, well, that's been my school. Is, I mean, you talk yeah. about going to school. I've been going to school for nine years and it's been nine of the best years of my life. I've really right? enjoyed it. And I've loved the fact that so many people have come along for the ride too, but I completely agree. Oh, yeah. It is a total, total educational experience going through something like that. Completely. It, it's amazing. And what was, what really, it's just the fact that collectively we're all getting the same memo. Mm-hmm. We all get the same memo. I had somebody say the word brain. Well, it's so-and-so's brainchild. And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. How come? Uh, uh, that's not, that's not true. I hate to say it. You're not special. Neither am I. None of us are. We are all unique within our own special way. 
mm-hmm. that's what that to me feels more authentic, you know, rather than I think part of society's problem is like trying to identify, well, this person is really special. So we need to give that one this. No, we're all in this together in a major way. And Karen Palmer's speaking of uh, all in this together, unity. Karen mm-hmm. Palmer, Miss Kindness, is actually going to be uh, there on Sunday, which is a real big deal. Prince Sweet cool. Easton's going to be the the uh, MC, which we always love. There's going to be a whole lot of people. The bigger part about it, though, is what we're doing here right now, what that so many platforms like this are doing, and what you're going to see a whole lot more of coming up. And that is people embracing each other, empowering one another, mm. and providing spaces for voices to be heard when people have, you know, one of the things I noticed uh, recently is the desperate need to be heard. We all have it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. In fact, I think it's also important to note that, um, and you kind of touched on it there a moment ago, everybody brings something to the table, including yeah. those people who don't think they bring anything to the table. I think it's important to, to recognize that. There, right. there are times when, it's, especially if our, you know, we, we don't have a really good sense of self-esteem or you don't really feel much, feel good about ourselves or whatever, it's hard to believe that we're bringing something to the table when we're in that kind of a space. And yet, even then, we do. I mean, that's one of the big messages that the Streamer David has given us, the that's idea right. that we are all contributing to the expansion of all, of all that there is. And that we're doing it with the way that we live our lives and the way we chose to live our lives, even if we chose it before we got here and we're still trying to figure out why we chose that, why we made the decisions we did, but we're still contributing in ways that we don't even understand necessarily. So everybody, everybody has something to give and everybody has something to to be recognized for. That's a cool thing. Everybody does. And I'm trying to be, yeah, it's cool with my glasses. You're looking good there, girl. I mean, mean, you're you're on the road, but I mean, you look like you're you're a fashion model today. You're doing good. Thank you. I'm having a blast. I, I, you know what? Even on the road, I don't put my hair up in a pigtail and just like slob it. That (laughs) just isn't going to happen. No, I'm, you know. Self-care is so important in everything that we do. And, well, we could talk about some of the ups and downs I've had. I've had some DTSs, but the sun's so bright right now. I just, it's like trying to come through and I'm like, God, it's bright. I was trying to move a little bit, but. But that's self-care right there. You just took care of yourself. You took care of your eyes, basically. It protected your eyes, which is an important thing to do. Plus, you yeah. want to be, you know, in a zone of comfort when you're doing a show like this because you don't want to be, it's, you don't want to be like you're sitting on tax or something like that. You want, you want to feel good when you're doing a show. I lo- so. T- totally. And the, 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 and back to doing the shows, this is the neat part is that everybody's welcome to share a story. You know, there's a lot of people out there, and especially through the the last year and a half, two years that we've been through, and getting ready to do again, it looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has this this beautiful creative gift inside, this piece that is part of them that they're wanting to bring out, that they want to expand with. And, and I feel it would be really great if everyone took some time this weekend to just get quiet with themselves for a few minutes. And do some of that deep breathing. And remember what it was that you used to love to do when you were little. I can tell you what mine is. Mine's photography. I have had a love for the camera since I was six, maybe seven. And I remember my parents buying me a, the Polaroid that used to have the yeah. the, the one-touch Polaroid thing. I remember those, yeah. 
Yeah, I took photography in school. I used to develop film, all that stuff. I thought it was the funnest thing ever. So for me, one of my creative outlets was photography. My other was playing guitar and clarinet Mm -hmm. and horseback riding, things like that. When you tap, your creativity was actually present when you were young. If you loved to draw, if you loved whatever. And then we get going in life and we forget and we put down the things that bring us bliss. Instead, we start looking for that outside of us or in something else. Some people, they might be looking for it in a bottle. Some might be looking for it in a pill. Some might be looking for it in another human, you know, but where it's really at is inside yourself. And I know you Mm. all have heard this like a million times over. (laughs) What I'm telling you, it's it's about your creation inside of you that Mm. wants to come up and out. The thing that you seek is within you that wants to come out of you. And I think that right now I'd love to see more people stepping into their creativity. Hit hit us up. Tell us you want to share your share your experiences. You're important and you need to remember that. But well, tell me what things sparked your G vibe when you were, when you were growing up, what kind of things did you just love to do? That's an interesting question because when I was growing up, I actually had already begun the process of separating from my inner being. I did it. I started doing it very early and oh, I was, re- I've been okay. realizing that as I've been going through the Taya practice, the, the Taya boot camp. you know, you go after your three transgressors of the highest ones that, you know, go back to when you were four or five years old and, I, I had learned pretty early on that I had to conform to the way society believed that I should be. And mm. so I didn't allow myself a whole lot of joys when I was growing up. And I didn't allow, uh, David actually, David Strickle posted in, in one of the tire groups the other day. He said, uh, if there was one thing about your childhood that you could change, what would it be? My answer was, I would have paid more attention to my inner being. I didn't even know to do that. But I would have known I would have done that because that would have saved me so much grief. I wish that I had had the presence of mind to do that. But unfortunately, I didn't. And hey, in the long run, I've still learned a lot from it. It's not like it has been a lost experience. Not not by the long shot. I've learned a ton. I mean, if one of the best things actually that came out of it is even though my parents really couldn't teach me self-confidence, they didn't know how to do it, even though they, they really couldn't teach me that. I could have anything that I wanted, that I could be anything that I wanted. They, they didn't know how to teach that either. It, it yeah. was, it's just because the way they were brought up and the way their parents were brought up. And so it was like this generational thing that yeah. had been going on, you know, so it's, it's not like I blame them or anything like that. It's just, they just didn't know how to teach me. But despite all of that, I managed to teach myself and I was doing it one painful step at a time. I mean, the first steps probably came when I was in my early teens and then they kind of accelerated a little bit after I got into my 20s, but it was painful every step of the way. And yet, having gone through all that, I actually feel a great deal of, of pride and, and inner strength knowing I did it. I mean, I didn't have guidance. I didn't have people, well, other than the inner guidance, which, of course, is big, but I didn't have outer guidance. I didn't have people who could role model for me. How right. do you build your self-love? How do you build your self-confidence? And I learned how to do it anyway. So I'm pretty proud of myself of that. That, that actually that awesome? gives a sense of, of accomplishment. Yeah. Which I, I think is a big deal. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the question that you asked, you know, what, what really stroked, stroked my, my, my heat, so to speak? Yeah. Um, I think probably the best way I could answer that is 
I, it wasn't that it was fun. It's that I was trying to answer questions that no one else could answer. I was trying to answer questions like, why am I having to deal with this life? Why, why is it that I feel so trapped? Why is it that nothing seems to be pointing in my direction? Why is, why is it that, that anything that I do actually ends up being wrong? Why, why does all that, I, I was early, on an early quest, so I can't say it was really fun. I can't say it really mm-hmm. made me excited, but it really stoked my desire to get there, to right. get through and understand what the heck was going on. And it's been a lifelong journey trying to learn that. Yeah. That's beautiful, though. So what I'm hearing is that you have a very inquisitive nature and that you've always had an inquisitive nature. That makes That's actually kind of fun, the seeker. It pays off. I mean, I've had numerous people here on the show who have been guests on my show or co-hosts who have told me, wow, you are so good at asking questions. Well, I got that from two places. One, I learned my dad was actually a very good question asker, so I learned it from him. But I also learned it from this long experience of trying to figure out yeah. what the heck is going on around here. I ask enough questions, that. you find out what the answer is, you know? you got to ask those questions. Well, you know, you also just, Walt, what I love about that is that's one of the keys to communication, proper communication. Mm. It's a key. Without curiosity, you're dead in the water because you're going to be going into assuming. Yes. Boy, and assuming just kills you. I mean, the, the old uh, adage is true. Assuming makes an ass out of you and me, but it's actually much worse than that. Assuming, assuming basically traps you in ways you don't even realize you're being trapped. Yeah. Totally. I mean, and and you don't even know how to climb out of it because you don't even know that you're trapped at that point, but you know, nothing's working. Right. When you're assuming, yeah, because you're, you're, you're totally probably beating the crap out of yourself. Right. And, and then you go and you create some big ass story in your head. Your whole body responds to it. You respond to it. It becomes a whole big thing. And then you start acting some sort of way. Somebody picks up the some sort of way that you're acting. And like, what's what? The whole thing turns into it. It is, it's the long way around communication and the long way around usually gets very tiring and nobody really wants to stick with having to go on that journey because it's just too long and it takes too much. But when you're being, when you're curious, and inquisitive, it allows you to really find out what's actually going on instead mm. of assuming what's going right. on. Ass- assume it's like, I mean, ass out of you and me is as clear as it gets. I don't even <laughs> think that it gets any clearer than that. In fact, I think it was ass you and me. And I think somebody said, that looks like a good word. We'll call it assume. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think that would work. We're going to assume. I mean, really. Look, that word is a creative little bugger and it, it works. Is. If you, if you're doing it, well. I, and and there are a lot of, there are a lot of stories too about, uh, you know, different uh, cliches and so forth. Such and such is the road to hell. Let me tell you, assuming <laughs> is the road to hell. Because assuming, assuming hell. <laughs> it really is. It will make your life hell. The more that you I'm assume sure. and then the more that it comes out, not the way you expected the more hellish that your life becomes because nothing (laughs) seems to work properly. You know what I mean? You know exactly what I mean. Oh, I know what you mean. I've assumed before and then been completely wrong. I mean, at that point, then I want to take me and my bruised ego, want to go crawl under a rock somewhere. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. 
I mean, there was a reason why I was a wallflower in high school. I was I was hiding out. I may have been the tallest kid in class by the time I was a senior, but I was hiding. <laughs> oh, seriously. Oh, my God, I get that. Jeez Louise. Well, you know, that's <laughs> assuming. Lord, okay, so if any of you all are out there right now, this is the, just the energy that if you assume in this energy flying right now, you're going to wind up with poop in your face. Don't do it. <laughs> yes, it's true. Because... <laughs> <laughs> The, 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 it's going to hit the fan. And when it hits the fan, I want y'all to think about just that beautiful little saying, shit hits the fan. Well, guess mm. what? When it hits the fan, what else does it do? It flies. It splatters. Yeah. Oof. So now that we all understand the assuming process and what happens when it hits the fan, <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Right. <laughs> Stop. 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 Just. Get curious real quick. In fact, get curious with yourself first why you're wanting to assume rather than ask the question. Because if you're not willing to ask the question, it's probably because you're not willing to hear the answer. Yeah, well, that's true. That's right. And that's one of the main reasons we end up assuming because assuming it at first is the easy answer. Right. Right. It means you don't have to actually dive in and find that life is complex and that stuff goes on that doesn't fit your particular little framework that you had in mind and that you have to find ways to adapt to it. So you just assume, because that's the easy thing to do at first. Later on, not so easy, not so comfortable, not so good feeling. But at first, it's fairly easy. Right. And that's that's, that's where the lure of it is, I think. But uh, well, I like, think we, we should probably look at what the flip side is, though, because the flip side of assuming, yeah. like you said, it starts with being inquisitive, starts with asking questions. It also starts with insisting on knowing what the actual answer is. So yeah. that, you know, if somebody, and you learn how to detect, like if somebody's gaslighting you or if somebody is, is pulling the wool over your eyes in some way, or, or they're trying to, to sell you something that doesn't really fit or, you know, all the, all the different variations. We know all these different variations. When you start noticing those and recognizing them for what they are and realizing that's just another variation of assuming then if you have any level of inquisitiveness at all, which I think we all do, actually, I don't think there's anybody who doesn't have a level of inquisitiveness at some point, in some degree, that alone gets you to start saying, well, then what is the answer? What is the truth? What is going on here? What is real? What's happening? What's really happening? What's all this really all about? And when you get on that path, well, that's almost endless, but it's a wonderful endless because it's an endless that leads you to it leads you to growth of self. It leads you to growth of self-esteem and self-love. It leads you to better experiences in life. It leads you to things like understanding how the law of attraction works. It leads to things like meeting people like David Strickle or Debbie G or, or you know all these other people in our lives who are having these amazing impacts. It all starts with that creative spark, that creative drive to say, how does this work? What's my next question? How do I answer this? What, and whatever the phrasing is, it's just start asking the question because that's what I did nine years ago when I started this podcast nine years ago I started asking questions and it wasn't to be honest it was it was actually pretty easy because I had more questions that I could ask in a single show I mean I had thousands that were Mm -hmm. unanswered the the hardest part was sorting them out and deciding which one I was going to ask first (laughs) but other than that you know (laughs) it was just it was easy to come up with the questions The, the the only challenge is having the guts to ask Having I, the, I love the dare, you know. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Now, what I'm now this is going to be another. So here's another curiosity. 
are you willing to accept what it is that your answer is that you're given? Like, are you willing to accept what they're telling you? Are you willing to accept that? And and the answer that I give is I'm skeptical of, about everything, but open to everything all at the same time. In other words, I never take anything at face value, but I never discount anything at face value either. Right. So I love that. I love that part right here because see in acceptance, it's like, well, I can accept that it's real for them. Yes. yes. For sure. Whether or not it's real for me doesn't need to be. But in the acceptance of whatever that they're saying that they're in, rather than assuming we're going into curiosity, we're asking a question, no matter what it is, and you're doing it on show, we're asking questions. Willing to accept so that we're not battling somebody else's belief system or we're not battling. To be able just to accept somebody right there where they're at in their truth, in who that they are, doesn't mean I need to agree, mm-hmm. but it that has nothing to do with it. It has to do with the acceptance value. And if we can accept, then we can step into a really deeper space with another human being. And that's appreciation, appreciating this person for putting their time and their love into something that they have an answer to even give, you know, I mean, look, you and I, we, we, we get into a whole lot of different things. We share our information. This is what, what we're doing. We're sharing. That doesn't mean everybody's going to agree, but, is it safe to say that they that they're accepting of where we sit and appreciating what we're sharing? You see, but Scott Eisenman feels... posted something interesting here. He said four A's: yeah. accountability, action, acceptance, and awareness. Those are good. Those are good. Yeah. I love those. That's really mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. That's a big I love part those. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But all of those are great focuses for being the best version of yourself you can be and showing That's up right. for people and being that best version. Because when we're not trying to tell them to be a different version, to just like, it's cool, you know, just mm-hmm. be, be, be you, but use the tool of curiosity without thinking that somebody's doing something to you. Yes. Okay. Wait a minute. Let's, let's, let's get into this. Yeah, that, that's yeah. Well, that, that I think we can do for the last part of the show. We can do the whole show on this part. I Seriously. <laughs> This is true. <laughs> right, completely. Well, look at this. If you're assuming, it's probably because you're taking it personally. No kidding. Yeah, that's it. Right there. <laughs> that's it. Because assuming is a way of covering that up so that nobody else can see that you're taking it personally. It's all their fault, after all. <laughs> I just told your secrets, everybody. I told, I did it. it. I told on the whole world just now. <laughs> well, I told on myself for sure. Oh, God, that's funny. How do you not take things personally and not assume? Well, all the things we're talking about right now are in the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. If you haven't read that. It, it go to YouTube even. It's free. Go, go listen. Go listen. So, <laughs> well, you ever taken anything personal before? I have. Oh, you know, like a few million. Yeah. I think we all have. That's just part of growing up and being alive in, in a world where the huge spiritual push forward is, is happening and hasn't completed itself yet. I mean, when you grow up, in a world like this, you are going to experience polarity. And when you experience polarity, there are going to be times where you're going to say, hey, that's not mine. That's not me. That's the other guy. 
that's just that's what we do. That's what we're learning. That's what we're <laughs> we're taught by our society to do. That, that's what makes this kind of um, self education that you and I and others um, people listening in have all been involved in. That's what that's what makes it so special because it reverses that. It reverses yeah. that pattern and basically says, I not only am I not going to be a victim, but I'm also not going to be a blamer. Mm. We just, I was just talking, we were just having this conversation today. This is so, so if we, if I was having this conversation already, I want to tell you all, I know some of y'all listening have been having these conversations <laughs> is all in the collective, but it's true. The blame game, the shame mm. game, the, the, you did this. Okay. So let me tell you the scenario that I was using. Cause some of you might okay. get this. This was regarding back in my codependent days when I was with somebody who was drinking mm. and this is way a long time ago. And I remember they would be drinking, but not doing anything. They're just doing their old thing and they're drinking. Mm. Right. I would then, I would then start pissing a fit. <laughs> Assuming like they would going into this whole scenario and I would yeah. turn into and, and, and I would turn into the biggest blaming, shaming, victim bound person you could imagine. Oh my word. Mm. Yeah. Excuse me. That's all right. So how some I've, of the energy had to come out. That's all there was to it. So I just had to sneeze that out. Seriously though, I would, I, I was, you know, a lot of a lot of women that have been in codependent relationships, and I know that men out there, you have to, you've been oh, yeah. in the same boat, and you were talking this story. I was abused. He was a narcissist. I was this. I was. Mm -mm, I'm going to give it to you. What's real? That person was probably sitting there not doing a whole hell of a lot. You probably <laughs> poked the sleep, and you probably poked the drinking bear. Okay, and or whatever. I. Well, I would go into this whole shaming, bl blaming, horrible space of making a person feel really bad. Mm -hmm. You know, alcohol and drug addiction, food addictions, all addictions are a symptom of something deeper within. And when you get a codependent who's a real pro at shaming and blaming, it's a really vicious cycle. And this is oh, very. what I'm... Right. So what I, what I, and then how we flip that is simply by becoming curious, curious, but becoming real with ourselves and understanding that you're creating all of it. You get to create this. So if you're over there whining and complaining about your relationships or the home you're in or that whatever you're in or the blah, 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 and you're listening to this show, it's because you're wanting to do it differently. Mm -hmm. And now's your opportunity to get real with yourself. And until you do that, until you're willing to look in the mirror and go, I love you. But you've been creating all of this yourself. Nobody outside of you. And you can't do the blame-shame game, including your parents. I don't care what abuse you've had. I, I've been there, done that. Without your dark, you wouldn't know your spark. I don't want to hear it. Just like I got on this <laughs> show today, and I was determined to show up. Mm -hmm. Which you did. To show, which I did. It's the same. We, we make these choices. We can do anything we want, including... When we're creating things that are no longer our preference, the idea here is that you're going to get real with yourself and start get using some of the tools that we share. If you really want to get good, then do something like join Taya Boot Camp with us. And Walt will soon be in the space of being a mentor. 
Um, <laughs> I'm still working through the boot camp. Let me get there first. <laughs> All right. He's still working through the boot camp. Let him get there Hey, first. there's a lot to work through. They're really, you know that as well as I do. There's a ton to work through. So, no, yeah, one, I just, one step at a time. I just think it's funny because, like, I, I, I've always claimed, like, I could win awards for my codependency. Well, now I can win <laughs> awards for my codependent behavior, dysfunctional behavior, and I created all of it. I created all of it. I created every ounce of it. I don't want to, I didn't, no, I'm not going into the, I learned it. I'm not going into the anything. I practiced it. That's why I was so good at it. And that's how come I won Emmys. I practiced it. I didn't mm-hmm. know any, but I didn't know any, I didn't know what I didn't know till I knew what I needed to know. And oh, then yeah. it switched for me. Now I practice something different and now I get a different outcome. Go figure. Yeah, really. No doubt about that. By the way, I love the fact that we're talking about it in terms of blame. Usually in these kinds of conversations, the word that comes up is judgment. Mm -hmm. And I find judgment to be kind of a soft, wishy-washy word. I'll I'll tell you why. The easiest way I can think of to describe it is if you look like at at the etymology, the root of the word judgment, it comes from trials, you know, having a trial and is the, the defendant guilty or innocent, that kind of thing. That's where it originally comes from. And so that turns into blame in many people's minds, which is very understandable. But there's also another way we use the word judging. Like if you judge a pie contest, and you choose, it's all blueberry pies. And this, you, you judge that this one's the winner. Does that mean the, you're blaming the other pies? No, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> this is where it gets fudgy. This is, well, excuse the mixed metaphor where food is concerned, but if this is where it gets a little bit fuzzy that, you know, this, this whole judgment thing, whereas blame, it's really clear what that's all about. It's not like there's, there's different forms of blame. There, there's just blame. They're just blame. So, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm in favor of blame. I'm saying I'm in favor of being clear about what it is that we're really going after here and what we're interested in changing. Because the hardest part about the blame game is recognizing that you're playing it. If you try to call it a judgment game, you can actually get tripped up. But when you realize that it really is a blame game, you, you work through it faster, I think. That, that's my opinion. That's my take on it. But I don't, I don't think I've ever met anybody who didn't go through it faster by identifying it as blame than as judgment. I'm curious I, to know I what love, you think about I love, that. I love the distinction, actually, because I think blame is a, is a, is a clearer, straight shot at what's really happening here. Yeah. Versus judgment leaves a lot of, there's a lot open kind of, you mm. know, I'm not really sure with, you know, I love the way because judgment could be good or bad. Blame is blame. Depending how you look at it, yeah. No, exactly. yeah, yeah. Blame, blame is a victim mentality. No matter what way you're gonna view that sucker, that's it. If you're blaming and shaming, you're actually the person that needs some switching up, not the person that you're pointing fingers at. I right now can promise you from that text I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. I could eat. I have most definitely went into judgy, blamey, shamey. You name it. Luckily, it wasn't mm. actually at the person. So thank you. Oh boy. Mm. And but I let it come out like yeah. You got to get it out somehow. Just kind yeah, of yeah. But I'm tell you, yeah. Well, you know what? Even getting it out though, you know, it's like my body fully reacts, like it tenses up. Ooh, and, oh, of course. Yeah. So you know, I don't even know that that's even. I just know that this is the truth of everything, and if you can get down to the nitty gritty of why. You're reacting while you're reacting or responding while you're responding and takes responsibility for that and quit mm. blaming the whole damn world. Look at your mom and dad did the best they could with what they had, but they abused yeah. me. Yeah, I, I hear you. 
And I'm not unempathetic to that. I'm actually compassionate and empathetic more so than anyone could imagine based upon my own life experiences. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Been there, done that, guys. But I also decided at one point that it stopped working for me to keep using the excuse. That's it. Yeah. I mean, you talked about how it's really uncomfortable to get the stuff out. But really what it comes down to is this. Look at it from a law of attraction perspective. Do you want to get it out over a short period of time or do you want to get it out over a long period of time? Yeah, no, I don't like the long period of time. No. Yeah, because that just keeps attracting more of it. You get it out over the short period of time. Now you can shift the vibration. So I would rather just get it out and get it over with. You know, and have it be done and then move, move on from there. Um, you know, it, but when you don't get it out, then you're just hanging on to it. So this is like that talk about the road to hell. That just, it's continuous. It's a continuous, it's one long stretch of, oh, life is sucking. Like if life is not working out, I'm going to blame this. I'm going to blame that. Everything is, everything always happens to me. Why is it always happening to me? It it never ends because you don't get it. It never ends. It just keeps going. It just keeps going. And I mean, that's misery. And not in a good way, guys. You know, no. uh, yeah, it is misery. <laughs> and, and, and the key component here is that once you recognize that you can get out of it, there's many, mm. many tools that you can reach out and, really and work, with, yeah, work with somebody. And mm. if you are somewhere where you can investigate, uh, plant medicine, do that. Check out Rhythmia in Costa, in, mm-hmm. in Costa Rica. Do something different. If you're in a state where ketamine is legal and you want to go that route and you want to start there, do it. But do it at, I, I recommend doing it in a, in a medical facility or somewhere that, you know, where you're, you are, know that you're safe. Um, and I'm not recommending that anybody go out and just do plant medicine, by the way. No. I'm just saying. If it's, it's, well, it's, it's got to be done in, it's got to be done in context of, well, are you also working on yourself? If you if you oh, try to yeah. divorce those two, that's not going to work. That's going to yeah, backfire big right. time. Yeah, totally. That's going to be but, awful. Yep, you have a choice and and you have tools. And so, if what you're doing is no longer working, stop doing it and mm. do something different. Just do it yes. different. Look, I I've got faced with this with the whole text I'm talking about. I have to do something different. I cannot just power blast my mouth out on this one. I literally must sit with it and. And get through whatever that is. The law of attraction. If you want to, Walt nailed it. You don't want to be manifesting from down here. Not at all. Hmm. Well, no, no. And you get out of it the minute you break your your victim cycle. And I can promise you, calling yourself a ambulance will be the best thing you ever did. Pick up that, (laughs) pick up that dial. Way ambulance in the house. <laughs> Victim syndrome. Victim syndrome's a thing, like VS, like the VD, but this one's catchy. Don't you doing it? They're all catchy, <laughs> I guess. This has been really good. <laughs> this has been a great conversation. So first of all, I gotta so thank you very much for taking the time, pulling over to the side of the highway so you can do the show. That's really very much you appreciated. Bet. Yeah, loved it. Thank you to all the people making wonderful comments in the live stream. Really, really helpful. Really appreciate you guys as well. And thank you to live stream listeners and to regular podcast listeners everywhere. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.